Hey everybody, before we get started, this podcast is made possible with Anchor. Anchor is an amazing, easy to use application for anyone wanting to reach your audience and grow your brand. Now, as a publisher, I strongly recommend that if you've written a book, you need to have a podcast. Anchor allows you to record, edit, and publish professional podcasts, and they will push it out to any podcast platform that you like. That includes Spotify, Apple, Overcast, you name it. So download your Anchor app on your Apple App Store or your Google Play Store today. Welcome to the next episode of The Right Change, where we believe writers change the world. Our guest today is Henry Benton III, author of the ABCs of HBCUs. Enjoy. <laughs> I call you Hank because we, <laughs> we, we've always had this uh, back and forth. Henry, uh, for everyone who doesn't know, Henry Benton is his professional name, but we call him Hank. Hank, man, uh, very proud of you, bro. You are I appreciate it. The first return guest to the right change after putting out a book and coming back to the show for a second book. So I'm excited to talk to you about your new project and how everything's going. How's everything been going, man? Man, going well. Uh, I cannot complain. Thanks for having me for sure, Ian. But yeah, everything's been going well. Cannot complain at all. Uh, school's going well. Uh, getting to these last legs of, you know, um, not wrapping up school, but wrapping up the coursework before I start dissertation and applying for internships and all that. So all right. seeing the finish line there, getting this book is going well. So yeah, everything is going good. Yeah, a lot of people may not know, uh, Hank is also working on his doctorate for, tell, tell everybody what, you, what you're working on, man. Yes, yeah, so I'm uh, earning my PhD in counseling psychology right now. So uh, the goal is to be a sports psychologist, working with uh, college athletes of, and of uh, people of color. So that's uh, that's what I'm trucking along doing right now as well. So, so talk to us about how did you get into this writing game, man? Children's book writing game. Yeah, uh, I know we discussed a little bit previously in just our conversations we've had. Just grow. I mean, I've always been an avid reader. I've loved. I've always loved to read. I enjoy storytelling. I enjoy reading stories. And the main reason is because the, when you read a story, we can read the exact same book and have two different interpretations underlying. Like because we all had different experiences and our lenses are uh, are just different. We walk different paths of life, and we can connect through stories. So we can read a book and discuss it, but discuss a book and get new ideas and visions and mindsets that we might not have had after reading and after discussing. So that's the main one. But then uh, to go a little deeper, I didn't see a lot of characters in books that looked like me in a positive light or uh, represented in a way I felt like, you know, I could see myself going forward. So as that, as I got older, that mantra and that that uh, thought process still stuck with me and I just wanted to do something to change that for the next generation coming along. Mm-hmm. Awesome, man. So the first book was Yes, Dad, which was yes. a, an amazing book that is getting a lot of traction. A lot of people love the simplicity of the book. Um, and 
how's tell first of all, how's that been going? How's that book been? And what's been your experience with Yes Dad? Uh Yes Dad is going great. It is and still going great, still selling. Um still doing book readings and events with Yes Dad. And it's really more so a lot, of course, the, the kids love it, but also the parents love it. And that kind of uh, touches my heart. And like I've, I've had parents come and tell me like they've cried reading the book. I've had parents tell me it reminds me of their relationship with their parents or, you know, or their children. Currently, I've had one uh, mom, she told me like her son has like difficulty speaking at this point. And the, and the call and response helps him talk. So he says, yes, dad, a lot. And yeah. so that was cool. So just, you know, just being able to uh, have an imprint on so many lives and touch so many lives. That's what it was all about. Could you have ever imagined when you were putting that book together that you would be impacting children with speech impediments? And could you ever, ever even thought of that? No, not, not at all. That was not in my vision. Uh, but I think that's the greatest part is um, I'm just blessed to be a vessel like God is using me for his overall vision. So whenever I don't see, he's already seeing this. So it's just unfolding as I put in the work and dedication into it. So that's just that's just been added on to everything I've already been blessed to receive from this process. And for those who don't know, the, the simplicity, the power of this book is its simplicity because the, the catchphrase is, yes, dad. I mean, it's 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 not a complex manuscript. It's it's just simple day to day interactions, um, and it's changing lives. I see you got the shirt on. Let let the people see what that. Yeah, shirt is. <laughs> the, the, I'm a world changer author shirt. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, so talk to us about the new book, man. What was the motivation? What's the name? Tell us, tell us about the new book. Yeah, so the name is the ABCs of HBCUs. Um, shout out to my illustrator, Jasmine Mosley. She's amazing. Her artwork, um, everything I just asked her to do, she does it 10 times forward and brings everything to life. Mm -hmm. um, so the book is about, you know, uh, highlighting HBCUs and prominent people who went to HBCUs. Um, sorry in advance, everybody. There's only 26 letters in the alphabet. There's only so many schools I can get, and there are 107 HBCUs. So everybody will not be happy because their school might be in there. But you know, it's it's all good. Um, but but it was more it was more so not only again the schools itself, but people who went to these schools. So certain letters have are names of like different people and different prominent figures that went to HBCUs or graduated from HBCUs that are doing things. And it's not just the typical. Um, like historical figures that we all like we grew up and learned about they're important but the new generation of kids they're more far they're more, uh, far removed from that than we were mm -hmm. you know 20 years ago so i wanted to add people in places that they would know currently things that are tangible things they could see on tv or on the phones or in the news and the media outlet so mm -hmm. um that so that's kind of like the overall foundation on um, the reason behind the book so i didn't know about hbcus growing up um i, I didn't my, my parents, my parents went to college when we were younger, so I didn't, and I didn't know a lot of people who went to college growing up. I didn't just have that accessibility. Uh, so as I got older, um, I went to undergrad at a PWI. Even though I have an older brother, my older brother went to a junior college first, and then he ended up at Tennessee State. Well, when he was at his PWI junior college, I went to my PWI. So, and then he, when he transferred to Tennessee State, I was still at my PWI. Then my younger sister 
she got to school and she went to Tuskegee. So they were both at HBCUs. I'm at this PWI. They're you know sharing their experiences and their their walk of life in college because uh, we were all in college at the same time. And I'm like, I don't have any of these experiences. Like I have these college experiences, but it's not this college experience. Like what is what is that like? So I was able to visit Tennessee State while I was in school. I was able to visit Tuskegee and see what they were talking about. I was like, oh wow, this is eye opening. There are a lot of black people who are just different in it because you know we get in this system where black is kind of like a monolith thing. We look at black as being one entity, right. but it's like, there's so much more meanings of being black. So you get to meet different black people at HBCUs. And I just thought that was very, very dope. Um, so, so then basically, yeah, that's how I wanted to make sure that they, again, a younger generation, they know different HBCUs and they, what are, what's out there and the possibilities and they can go see like a, a school or a color or whatever they might pop their eye and go look into that. Yeah. It made, it, it made me think about when I first was introduced to the term HBCU. And I think I was <clears throat> probably like a junior in high school. I had visited Tennessee State University. My brother was, uh, you know, uh, just invited me to come on campus with him. And um, I knew of Tennessee State University, of course. I grew up. Um, you know, in, in Nashville and, and went to all of the games. But as far as the notion and the the the, the uh, description of historically black college universities, I didn't have that knowledge. Like I thought all colleges were colleges, right? Um, so um, exposure to something like this at an early age, I do believe is a, is a powerful resource and a powerful tool to, to help young people understand that there are um, institutions of higher education for them um, that where they can be accepted and embraced and, and, and that focuses on their uniqueness and their the beauty of their culture. So, <coughs> excuse me, I'm gonna have to edit that out. But, <laughs> but yeah, man, that, that, that notion, the, the power of that, uh, it's a very, very po powerful concept um, and, um, you know, something I think will definitely be a big benefit to a lot of kids, man. For um, sure. Yeah, yeah. So when you, how did you come about choosing which school would be represented? Because uh, I did see in social media, we got a lot of people that's <laughs> putting their, their school names under the, uh, in the comments. So how did how did you come about choosing the names? Was there a significance for particular schools or how did you come about doing that? Yeah, great question. Also, I just want to backtrack real quick. So I didn't go to a Peter, uh, HBCU for undergrad, but I went to Tennessee State for my master's and I was at Tennessee State for my um, doctorate. So even though I didn't get the the undergrad experience, I was able to get that familial experience HBCU-wise and learn more about the different cultures. So I just wanted to add that in there. Um, but yeah, so yes, you are correct. The going through the alphabet and trying to figure it out was was difficult. It was a challenge because what I didn't want to do, I didn't want to leave out smaller schools that a lot of people may not know about, but then I also didn't want to just, you know, um, leave out some of the more prominent ones that people do know about some historical rich institutions right so i i i, I researched and looked and, and chose and, and edited and drafted a lot 
and basically what I did was I'll say, I said, okay, let me get out the, the mindset that the letter is equal to like more a level of importance. Okay. Right. So it wasn't like, okay, this letter means this school because it's very prominent or so I didn't do, I didn't look at it in that lens. Mm -hmm. I looked at it. Well, okay. How many schools can I get in, um, to represent a lot? So for example, I look just a quick preview. I have for, um, for T I have Tennessee state, Texas Southern, Tigaloo and Tuskegee all represented for T, right? And it, but it's not just that T, it's throughout the book that they're in there somehow. So stuff like that. So even though there's only one T that is, you know, the T, which is fine, I'll let you figure that out once you read the book, but just that was the process. Like, all right, let me do this. And then how many people could I pick and plug? Like, I didn't want to just do one set of people. Again, that's how we talked about it earlier. There are so many um, successes and black people are so much more than just one thing like I wanted to put how can I put whether it's a uh, politicians or actors or singers or artists you know musicians whatever it is how can I represent as much as that as I can in this book so I, I, did, I did that as well so I wanted to kind of like get a good range of representation in all facets of uh, different aspects so with that mix I feel like I did a pretty good job of representing what the book is supposed to be about. Have you had any kind of uh, readers or, uh, you know, beta readers who have taken a look at it, given any uh, insight or opinion? Yeah, so I did, I definitely had, yeah, I definitely gave it, you know, to a few people, definitely uh, my team of people I always have look at stuff and then just people around. Yeah. Um, they loved it, they enjoyed it. Of course, again, you know, some people are like, ah, I wish my school was here, but you know, they understood what that meant. So um, again, it's the, and it's all playful, like, you know, playful banter with the, you know, the school thing, but yeah, people, everybody that I've showed the book to, they enjoyed it, they liked it, they enjoyed the concept. Again, it's that uh, simplicity feel, because I think that's what one of my foundational aspects is, keep it simple, but also tell, having just some type of message behind it. Yeah. And I think that's a powerful statement you just made for, um, you know, we always talk about on, on the right change. We always give some some tips for aspiring writers. <clears throat> and, and what you just said is very powerful when you talk about an author's brand um, and, and you staying consistent with the brand of simplicity, yet, um, you know, yet a powerful message. Uh, in a simple, you know, sentence. Um, and I think you're doing a great job keeping the same illustrator, that same style that you have with uh, with uh, Ms. Mosley's uh, illustration style. I mean, keeping that same uh, style, that's all a part of creating an author's brand. And uh, I don't know if you knew, did you know that you were doing that? <laughs> It, not at not at first, but then I, <laughs> at first I did not. But then I, as I did, I was like, I guess this is just who I am, and yeah. this is what I, you know, this is what yeah. I stick with. Because you'll be you'll start to become known by that that style and that that consistency of of how you how you brand a message. So you're doing a great job, man. What what's been your experience with this book um, that maybe was different from the last book? Yeah, so with the last book, yes, that the target was a father and son relationship. So that was kind of that demographic. So a lot of people 
didn't shy away from, but a lot of people, some people who didn't have a father in their life or, um, or had a, a daughter didn't think they could really relate as well to the book, um, even though they bought it and liked it as well. Mm. This book is wide open for everybody, right? Uh, in, in, any, any age range in that, you know, that child age range deal, boy, girl, um, anywhere, anywhere on the spectrum um, of people. And again, I, graduates who went to these schools, right? Just good to see, you know, your your school listed or being represented. Grandparents, like it's a lot of um, opportunity for people to read this book to younger children, other than kind of like that father and son dynamic. So it just opens it up a little bit more. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Where are you going, man? Where are you going with these books? <laughs> and what I mean by that. I see that you are um, focused on exposing a, a greater and more beautiful side to black family, black youth. Where do you see yourself going as an author, man? Man, I mean, honestly, just continuing to write content, like uh, pump out content as, like anytime I see, get an idea, I'll write it down and you know, start drafting some things up. Um, as far as going where, you know, wherever this journey takes me is where I'll go, right? You know, that's, I, I don't have a specific, like I wanna do this, this, this. this. I, have, I know I wanna write a certain amount of books in a certain amount of years and mm -hmm. get it, you know, as much exposure as I can, mm -hmm. but I don't have a specific book number sale or go like how many people want to see it as long as people are enjoying it the content is still good and rich i'm gonna just continue going on this journey and as opportunities come my way and with their you know good opportunities for me i'll be open to all of them so whatever yeah wherever the journey takes me well i think i think that i can say that i truly believe you are a writer right um i know you have your career going with you, you you know becoming the the the, the phd and and the counseling but you are a writer and i i i can say that with confidence because uh, although it seems like it's easy for you it's just hey i wrote i had an idea i wrote it down and then i executed it that seems like it's easy it's not like it's it's not common right like honestly um the idea of writing a book can be very intimidating to people um and the 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 fortitude to to execute of you know to really execute it is something that's completely different as well uh, a different monster within itself and uh yet you've done it twice here successfully and i, I would dare say profitably because you're already <laughs> selling um, even before the book has come out, which is a wonderful thing. Tell me, tell us, uh, we talked about an amazing opportunity. And uh, so tell us about some of the opportunities that are starting to present themselves to you now that you've got these books out. Yes, um, I've, I've been getting uh, interview or um, Facebook messages, DMs about different podcast opportunities and what, you know, wanting me to branch out and talk about my book and my journey on different podcasts, which is great. Mm -hmm. And then a great full soccer moment this morning. Um, I had my middle school history teacher 
when I was in seventh, eighth grade, amazing teacher, amazing person, amazing father, husband, all the, you know, the whole nine, a uh, great individual. We've stayed in contact, you know, throughout my education. And actually when I was working back in school, like he was technically my, like my boss for a second, which is cool. Um, he hit me up and he has a new position. And in his position, he uh, wants to get more, wants to get my books across the district. So um, that is that was something huge, a full circle moment in a district I grew up in, a district that raised me, a district with family and friends that I hold dear to my heart, that I'll be able to go back to that district and have, and possibly have a lot of my books in the district and do a lot of different outreach and initiatives as I, you know, continue my journey. So that that was just something that uh that touched my heart tremendously. That is amazing, man. That is amazing. <clears throat> I say it all the time. You do not know what opportunities are waiting on you until you walk into that door, man, until you take that step. And uh, like we said in the beginning of the, of the interview, probably never would have imagined these types of opportunities opening up had you not just taken the steps, man, just to, just to put out a vision, just to encourage one person. That's what I love about you, man your your whole heart and vision is just to encourage and uplift uplift people and people feel that sincere that sincerity man people feel it and that's why they support it that's why they support it so what's uh what's what's coming down the pike man what's where can people uh expect to see you book signing book launch date what's what's coming up Yes, so uh, we're getting all that together now. Getting all that logistical stuff together. Shout out to Tim because he's gonna he's gonna help me make that process easier. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, which is again, sign up because people hit me up and they'll be like, "Oh, well, how'd you do this book and how'd you do X, Y, and Z?" And I was like, "Listen, all I did was write. I <laughs> gave Tim everything else, and, and all I did was have to write." So that that, that yeah. So, um, but yeah, the. The next steps right now, again, are just doing the logistical process and getting everything together about, you know, getting the physical copies together. Um, and then also, yeah, there will definitely be um, a book, a book signing like I did for Yes Dad as well. Mm-hmm. And then this is a little different. So on my website right now at henrysreadingcorner.com, if you want to purchase Yes Dad, currently Yes Dad is still, still going. There's no wait time for that. Um, you order it on the site and it'll be shipped out within 24 to 48 hours. Mm-hmm. And now if you want to pre-order the HBCs, HBCUs, you can pre-order that now. And there are a few options for you. So you can get the book uh, separately. There's a bundle where you could get um, the HBCU the, uh, HBCU book and Yes Dad together. Mm-hmm. Um, there also is an opportunity, if you would like, you can add a customized 3D printed keychain. I have a, a friend, Trey Hope, who does 3D printed keychains and 3D prints, and he's amazing at that. And what he'll do is, all you got to do is on down on the message box on my website, just tell me what keychain uh, you want and he can put any HBCU on it. So wherever you graduated, wherever it's from, you can put that on there. So that way, if your school is still not in the book, you have that token knowing like it's all HBCU pride. That's awesome. Man, I just love your ingenuity. I love your your hustle and your grind, man. Everyone, please support, please support Henry Benton and these amazing books that he he is putting out that uplift and empower our youth and our culture. 
uh bro i appreciate you you all can follow us i want you to like and share this interview like and share this interview you can follow us on uh youtube at true vine university you can follow us on facebook at the right change podcast and the audio podcast is available where any podcast platforms are offered henry thanks again for being on the show i'm proud of you you have a wonderful day man appreciate you tim you have a good one This episode of The Right Change was brought to you by Truvine Publishing Company. If you're ready to write your book but don't know where to start, we have the plan for you. With our beginner's publishing plan, we will give you the writing support you need to quickly complete a publishable manuscript. We will provide you marketing and sales support training. We will give you access to our Truvine Success Accountability Team. And we will produce a quality book with hard copies and ebooks with global distribution. Call us today at 615-44-BOOKS or visit our website www.truvinepublishing.org.